I love um, the I also bandana. have a, a funny Nancy story whenever you're ready for that. Oh, hell yeah. Hit us yeah. with a Nancy story. We need a Nancy story. It's, it's been a minute. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so my dad, he... <laughs> Y'all don't know much about my dad because I only talk about my mom, but he has always been obsessed with like bodybuilding shit, but this man has like literally never worked out a day in his life. (laughs) Um, like he has so many like bodybuilding books and like fat loss books, which is probably where all of my trauma started. And, (laughs) um, he apparently came up to my mom this week my man my dad is 65 came up to my mom and said hey um i think i want to get um like cool scope sculpting like that where you go and get that Uh, procedure done where they like sculpt the body fat off of you (laughs) and she literally looked at him and she said that is thousands of dollars (laughs) who do you think you are a model like dead serious damn man and i was like damn you just destroyed him she was doing he was doing that for you for you i know i was like your life could probably get interesting more interesting and she said no all them smyrna hoes are gonna come out and i was like (laughs) who is coming out here for him oh hell yeah (laughs) i'm telling you this lady is nuts Welcome back to another episode of the Health Unfiltered podcast. I am joined with the regular Motley crew, and they're extra Motley today. <laughs> How are you doing, Roe and Nicole? Roe's really angry. You know? I'm angry. angry. We're all angry. <laughs> <laughs> no anger here. Just a little Tito's bringing out the test. It's all good. <sighs> oh, my body hurts just like thinking about vodka. I feel ah. like college ruined me. Yeah, that's fair. I used to like really hate it, but I mean, you throw it into Moscow, then it's fine. But like straight, yeah, straight vodka is gross. Well, is that what you're drinking? Like, yeah, yeah, I have a Moscow mule. Okay, that so. that's acceptable. That feels a little bit yeah, better in my body. Fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, I got, I got my my salt and my lime. It's a, it's an adrenal cocktail. It's pretty uh-huh. much what it is. <laughs> it's got fermented liquids in it, right? Oh that's God. what vodka is. Potatoes, yeah. So. I'm I'm good. It's ginger, you know. I, this is really good mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> more, more people should drink Moscow mules, yeah. Well, seven years ago today, mm. Brooke and I were finishing our first week of our dietetic internship, and that is the night that I threw up in her kitchen sink because we drank <laughs> like seven different alcohols that night. Oh and my god. That's how we became friends. <laughs> <laughs> did oh please tell me like a facebook memory popped up that like yes did this yeah literally I was <laughs> okay. like, oh wow that's the picture i posted and didn't remember taking that photo because i was so drunk and we made it home just in time for me to vomit <laughs> in her kitchen sink while she was in the shower and oh she God. comes I, out and she like helps clean it up and i was like god this girl's never gonna be my friend ever <laughs> like this is over Little I thought you were just like that was like August our 26th. <laughs> That's when I know. Yeah, that's when yep. Brooke knew. She's like, "All right, this is Yay. my home here. It's fine." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then the next Sandy morning, I went and got biscuits back. at the biscuit shop. From the biscuit lady, <laughs> yes, at the biscuit oh, shop. I miss yeah, the yeah. biscuit lady. Yeah. 
great times. <sighs> That's pretty far. Simpler times. I mean, I guess it wasn't far. It was just in downtown, yeah. Far, Can we please. All downtown. of Starkville was too. It wasn't miles that far. Long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's fair. Oh okay. All right. It's fair. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go back and do like a reunion tour, and we just we definitely to, like, do. We go just back like... and. <laughs> We could just vlog that like, whole what these, weekend. What are these thirty-year-olds doing here? We're like, yeah, it's we good. should go like find our old like professors and like people on campus and just interview them and be like, "Do you want to know Yates. how we turned out?" Because this is it. Doctor Yates, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, who at the Sanderson row and, would you want to yeah. go see? Oh, for sure, Townsend. Yeah, I mess with Townsend. <laughs> he all, was funny. All day. Yeah. Yeah. Jason. Shout out Jason Town. Dr. Jason Townsend now. Nice. Uh, yeah. Finished his PhD. I think it was like four or five months ago. So it, it took him a while, but he did it. I think they'd <laughs> be proud of us man. delinquents. Maybe. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, really. That or we're on a couple point. prayer lists. You never know. Oh, I'm on, yeah, plenty. And I'm like, just keep adding. Just keep adding them to them. It's all Rose, good. like, I survived Mississippi. I'm not going to chance it and try to go back. <laughs> also very true. Yeah. It's Nicole, are you, that. now that we know Rose is drinking, what are you drinking? Water. <laughs> oh, my God. Just plain water? We don't even have anything yes. exciting going no on? No sparkling water? Listen, I've been busy, so I had to get some water. Okay. <laughs> you, you do you boo boo yeah i oh God, what about you brooke i have a fancy giant wine glass but it is full of a mineral mocktail uh because i'm lifting this evening like so i did tart cherry juice coconut water mm. my adrenal mineral mix and then a squeeze of lemon juice just adds a little something wow all it's missing is some vodka and then mm, bang i actually just half shared, shot you wouldn't even you wouldn't even taste it i just shared on my instagram yesterday a uh, mineral mocktail like real mocktail like a knockoff margarita i've never had a real get that many saves and then someone in the oh, comments really? <laughs> goes so if i add tequila to this does like all the benefit go away and i was like Yes, you're defeating most of the point of supporting your metabolism know, by adding alcohol. <laughs> like that was the whole point. Is this is a different option to support you and has lots of minerals? But I was like dying at that comment. But also, what if someone's like, "I just want tequila, but I'll take tequila with this stuff." Then it's a net positive, right? Because it was like, "Oh, well, you were going to be all negative anyway." But here's some benefits i think it's a less negative like it's just yeah. not as negative i don't know <laughs> if i go with, it's a net positive now <laughs> all right fine sorry sorry person i tried to help i really did <laughs> i'm just like a, a fun ruiner <laughs> anyways we do have a question of the week this week so let's kick it off with that let's do it does the lack of estrogen due to menopause really cause an increase in belly fat what are our thoughts here? Hormones. Love me some hormones. Uh, I'll go first, if you don't mind, because I know that you two know <laughs> more about me uh, than what it comes to being a, a woman and then also just like female hormones. But um, yeah, I when I see this, just like looking through my own like, you know, like lens of being a strength coach and sports scientist, like, I don't know. It's it's very tough for me to, to look at estrogen as like, 
the sole reason or like a big reason why there may be like an increase in belly fat. Um, I still really believe that uh, genetics strongly dictates where you hold fat. For some people, that's going to be primarily in the stomach. For some people, primarily in the legs, you know, just kind of the luck of the draw. Um, so I don't know if like, you know, that that adds or even starts the accumulation of belly fat as you get older, um, especially going through menopause. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I would be like, oh, don't focus on that. Focus on getting more activity and getting stronger and getting healthier. But um, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are on that because I, like I said, don't really focus on estrogen too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, my wheelhouse is not menopause and um i don't like i haven't studied it as much but like you said ro it's just when we are trying to get to like the source of why something may or may not be happening within our body either internally or externally we want to look at multiple factors and that is a big change in a woman's life yeah. um going through menopause and there would definitely be other factors that we would look at, such as like activity, stress levels, what else is going on in your life? What does your nutrition currently look like? And someone that I would recommend following to learn more about this or get specific support when it comes to menopause um, health and support is um, menopause.nutritionist on um, Instagram. I think her name is Dr. Jen Huber and she, like her last post literally just was about estrogen and how we think it's just like taking this nosedive as soon as we enter this menopause stage. But, um, it's really kind of like ebbing and flowing, going up and down, up and down, and it's still going in the downward direction, but there's multiple things that we can do to support this process. And that is definitely individualized to each person. hundred percent. I would say like the biggest things I would keep in mind are, yes, when we have this lowering of estrogen that happens, weight gain can be something that is impacted, but we can help support our body in so many other ways. And I would say blood sugar regulation, mm-hmm. sleep, sleep habits and sleep hygiene and stress management, like really taking care of our adrenals would be like the top three things I would focus on so that you can really support the body through that hormonal shift. And hopefully a lot of those symptoms that come with the shifts in estrogen aren't going to be quite as gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just another thing that a woman has to focus on. Shit is wild. It's so funny because I talked to so many moms and just women in general, and we just like go through the list of all the things a woman goes through throughout her lifespan, and then you like compare it to a man, and it's just like what they went through puberty, <laughs> like that's it. These yeah, simple features and, and didn't break everything. <laughs> like, Difficult. <laughs> mm. It's it's really cool. I'm honestly in awe of the human body, and I think like oh for sure. Uh, Like Nicole said, I'm obviously not a menopause like expert either, but I've been learning a lot more about it recently. And I just think it's really cool when you understand 
everything that we go through as women and then like you can Mm -hmm. connect with it and it's not a bad thing right everyone's like oh my god it's awful I'm gonna go through this and like this and that and it's like oh actually if we just understand we can learn to like flow with what it means to be a woman and I think it's pretty rad yeah yeah fair anyway that's my random complaining you two fight the patriarchy (laughs) (laughs) my random little that's a the system yeah you know you know I'm all about a good fuck the system moment but anyways, yeah. that's not Shout what we're women. talking about today. This would <laughs> yeah. be the wrong podcast for that. Yeah. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about how to navigate nutrition during times of stress or just super busy seasons of, of life. Like we're coming up on fall and before you even know it, holidays, which can be kind of chaotic. Mm-hmm. So what can you do <laughs> to support yourself and your body when your calendar fills up? Like what does that look like? So we're going to dig into the weeds on like, actual tangible things you can do to support your body with nutrition and lifestyle so i'm freaking pumped yeah, and i'm gonna sure. kick this um this first question off to you nicole when working with clients what would you say is the hardest part about prioritizing nutrition during stressful times or busy seasons mm-hmm I would say, especially working with clients, one of the biggest areas that we work on is self-compassion and awareness and understanding, because I think that is one of the hardest parts is we have this picture in our brain that everything is supposed to be the same every single day, every single season of life. And so like the first thing that we do is get really hard on ourselves and then that doesn't do us any good. So I would say trying to do all the things instead of just picking a few supportive habits that they can actually stick with during this time of stress, during this time when your calendar is super busy. We don't have to cook gourmet meals and spend hours in the kitchen to support our nutrition. And that is where nutrition can get really overwhelming and confusing because it can be very complex, but it also can be very simple. It's a, it's a, and both type of situation where when we know the basics, when we have the foundation, we can go back to that and we can tweak it a little bit. It may not be perfect, but it still doesn't have to be the super overwhelming complex process. Yeah. Yeah. Ro, what about you from like an exercise standpoint? Like when a client's got a lot going on, like a crazy busy schedule or something, that's not like a permanent part of their schedule. Like what do you see come up for your clients? Yeah, it's a good question, and I think it's funny because it uh, it parallels a lot of the stuff we talk about when it comes to nutrition. So, I actually, just brought on a client last week uh, who was super hyped up to to start, and then like Thursday, she was like, "Hey, I have been so busy, work was crazy, blah blah blah. That's why I haven't been going to the gym, whatever." And I was like, "Look, life is hard. Sometimes things pop up, and either you." focus on what you can or you try to make everything work and then you burn out and then you hate exercise, right? So it becomes like a huge problem. They stop going, then they give up. So what I told her and what I tend to tell people when it comes to like busy seasons is focus on the things that you can. So for a lot of people, that's just movement, right? Like, hey, I know you have 30 minutes here and there. Do either the one exercise you like or go for a 30 minute walk or just do some stretching because at the end of the day, you're not a professional athlete or power lifter. You're just someone who's trying to move more and have a better sense of like the human body and, and how you relate to it and how, how you feel in your own skin. 
So do the things that you can do then. And that way, at least you're primed to go the next time. And you're still setting those uh, habits of showing up when you can, doing what you need to do, and understanding that like sometimes it's just it's just a hard time. So uh, it's a little, I don't know if it's easier, but maybe easier in my own mind because if someone's like, here are my top four goals, strength, hypertrophy, I don't know, speed, whatever. And I say, okay, well, like, what's the top one? It's like, oh, I just strength. Cool. Then we need to make sure that we're at a minimum when you have time doing the strength parts. And then if you have no time to do the accessory movements for cardio or whatever, then at least you're hitting what you think is most important. Um, so it's a lot of talks like that, uh, which is kind of the same for you all, right? So let's make sure we're getting all the meals that we need to, our minerals, our our mocktails, or our, you know, mules, in my case. <laughs> uh, so it, it's just, it's, it's funny because it's very similar in that fashion. Yeah. yeah. I would say one of the most valuable things I started doing with clients is, because I feel like I do this all the time, but I've studied this and put this stuff into practice for a really long time. So that's why it's easy for me to just like pivot and know what needs my attention and how to gauge the dial. So one of the things I started doing with clients, because in my brain, I think of the way I've structured my nutrition practice. I have pillars of what I help people with, like the pillars of health, in my opinion, gut health, happy hormones, performance, nutrition, sleep and circadian rhythm, energy support, these different things. We have these different pillars and then they're all on a dial. So like there's this beautiful, this like robust thing, you know, list of things we can do to support your circadian rhythm. But maybe we need to crank back those dials, not do all of those things and just make sure we're doing the bare minimum to keep those pillars in place, to ground you into your health habits, to make sure whatever we're working on. A lot of my clients have like autoimmune disorders, right? So we can't, you know, we still have to keep a lot of this stuff in place, but how do we know what what stays and what goes? And I started actually making like priority lists with people of like, hey, these yeah. are like, start taking off the bottom. <laughs> like if it gets really busy, no, it's okay to scale things back. And like, this is the first stuff to go and just focus on these things yeah helps with the all or nothing thing mindset for sure because you're like it's i don't know i i heard this quote a long time ago and it popped up again i don't remember who said it but it's like anything worth doing is worth doing poorly and so even if you just do a little and it's not what you expected it to be you did a little that's great next time you can do a little more um so yeah i like do things poorly if you can I like it. So what would you say is the most supportive habits when it comes to nutrition and lifestyle? So like in your opinion on this like priority list perspective, when there's just not enough time in the day, like what do you like to focus on the most with clients, Nicole? Yeah, I definitely always encourage people to come back to the basics because with the work that we do with clients, we can do or we do a really big deep dive in specific areas. Like you said, when it comes to gut health or hormone health or whatever it is that they are like specifically working on. So sometimes it just may be like, like I had one client who we had a lot of like supportive things with like supplements, sleep, exercise, nutrition. And like, she had to go through a pretty hefty process with like her gut protocol. So it was like when we're going through that process, okay, what do we need to cut back on? Because like now you have to like remember this supplement regimen that you didn't have to worry about before. And that's probably like the biggest priority. Um, 
how can we make things easier in the other areas that we're focusing on? And so with nutrition, I always say like, what quick, easy foods can we keep on hand? How can we plan ahead? And where can we ask for help? That's a big one of if you don't have to do it all alone, don't do it all alone. Um, It's really, really important to continue to eat consistently, um, starting with that balanced breakfast and then eating every three to four hours and making sure that we're also utilizing balanced snacks when we need them so we don't go those super long periods without eating. Um, So those are my biggest things of like, how can we stay consistent with an eating schedule and make sure we're getting enough food because the the last thing we want to do is not be eating enough. Yeah. 100%. What about you, Ro? What would you say health (laughs) non-negotiables? Oh, man. Uh, Like in my own life? Yeah, give us an example of your own Hmm. life. Let's see. I I have, I mean, like breakfast for sure, just because I wake up hungry, you know, and it's not like I don't eat throughout the day. I just like, I wake up and I'm like, I'm so hungry. So lately I've been like, kind of uh switching between like an uh bagel an egg bagel sandwich and like protein pancakes but there's always like a yogurt with it or like a protein bar with it depending on kind of what i have uh but breakfast is huge for me because i like will either eat right after i get done lifting or right before so it's like well if i have to fuel myself for my workout and i'm still hungry from last night and i will be hungry later like I have to eat you know what I mean mm-hmm. so for me it's it's weird to think about not eating um and then my non-negotiables are like at least three times a week lifting um that's for my own mental sake too like even when I was in the midst of like comps and dissertation stuff like I scaled back what I think is my most like I do really well with four days a week and I can balance things out um, and when I don't have time, I just fall back to three days a week, kind of go more full body and whatever. So it's still just movement. It's a non-negotiable for me because it's because of my brand. Um, but really it's just because like, I, I don't feel right if I'm not like touching iron a couple times a week. Um, so yeah, and I'm going to eat, you know, it's never been an issue of mine. So <laughs> it's just like fueling in order to work out. Like that's, that's that's kind of what holds up the rest of my life is like lifting because then I know I need to sleep. I need to eat. I need to move and and not be too stressed. Otherwise that kind of goes to shit. And then I perform poorly. So, yeah. I think that's one of the best signs of metabolic health though, is like waking up hungry. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Like that's how we're all supposed to wake up. Um, so I I can't imagine being like, I just had coffee and now it's been 12 hours since I haven't eaten. I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) how are you surviving? (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, Uh, Nicole, I I love it. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, I love that you brought up the prep and the forward thinking. Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. the number one skill someone has to have on your health journey, like time management so that I know when to prep and I can think like how this is going to fit. Yeah. Like, we can't be thinking, when is this going to happen? It's going to happen. Like, it is (laughs) going to happen. You are going to be busy, and life is going to get crazy. I mean, like, we do it. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I get to lunch, and I'm like, oh, shit, I haven't grocery shopped yet. I have no food. I guess I'm going to eat this bowl of cereal, and then I'm going to go rush to the grocery store so I can eat something better. 
But yeah, it's it's gonna happen. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and it's your 100%. job. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like... My three I'll share my three like non negotiables, like shit has hit the fan. It is a terrible week. We have mass chaos, which happens more than I like in my life. <laughs> but like the three things, feel free to adopt these as your own, is like I'm always on top of my water and my hydration. Always. Never a thirsty bitch. Always hydrated. <laughs> the second thing is daily movement. Like, always doing something. And sometimes yeah. it's super simple. I'm stretching. I'm going for a walk. Like, not glamorous. But I'm always moving my body. And the third thing is consistent meal timing. The meals might not be balanced and have, like, robust colors and vegetables. But I'm consistently eating, which is really important, you know, for a lot of different things, but like I would actually vote consistent meal timing over really balanced plates in those situations. So mm-hmm. those are my top three. Yep. Well, because that helps with like habit forming as well, right? You're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's two o'clock. I always eat during this time. I know that food is coming up. Like better than like I don't know. I just eat when I can, but they're always good meals. I think that's yeah, that's cool that you put that above the robust meal. Yeah. Like Energy supportive. Sleep supportive, stress supportive, like I'm hormone supportive, might not be great balance, but that's okay. (laughs) Bare minimum. (laughs) Bare minimum. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite convenience items to have on hand, Nicole, for like food wise when it's super busy? How can you still grab nutritious stuff, but not have as much prep time? Yeah, I think the ones that come to mind for breakfast definitely like instant oatmeal packs with like some fruit i'll keep protein bars on hand protein shakes on hand boiled eggs greek yogurt and granola all of those good things and i love i've been loving um also just like the pre-cooked um applegate sausage you just like stick that in the air Hmm. fryer for like a minute or in the microwave whichever way you want to heat it up And that's a really great way to be able to get in like 10 to 15 more grams of protein. And then lunch and dinners, I would say things like sandwiches and wraps and all like the ingredients that you enjoy for those. Um, Microwavable grains, pre-cooked chicken, pre-packaged like grain bowls, and then chicken nuggets. Because why would you not want to have that on hand if you can? Um, (laughs) But yeah, like you said, Brooke, it's just... um, we want to be able like if it comes down to it we want you to eat something rather than nothing so that is why having these things either in the freezer or just on hand for that emergent situation is really really great because the last thing you want to do is put your body into even more stress by not eating oh yeah is that is that like different from you brooke i feel like i mean you have like different tastes but were there things that were similar that Nicole said that you have as like things always on hand? Yeah, well, I actually really recently started batch cooking so mm. much so that I actually stick like half of it in the freezer because I just really I'm trying to be personally on my health journey more intentional about where I'm sourcing my food and where I'm buying my food and that means I'm shopping a lot at the farmers market and local 
farms and I don't do that as often versus grocery trips so I just like Friday I was in the mood to cook and I just like massive prepped like I made these little (laughs) breakfast cookies with like oats and flaxseed and raisins and like all this stuff and half of it is in the freezer so that I have it to pull out when things are going to get chaotic because I know they are because I have like 20 something days when I leave for a couple months again to go to Costa Rica. (laughs) So like that's a good strategy that I'm implementing right now that seems to be really helpful for me. And then I will say like, I'm a huge fan of Luna bars and go macro bars. Those are probably my two favorite balanced bars when I need a good snack bar on hand. I like the ingredients list, um, overall. And then, um, muesli and soy milk would be one i would add to the list don't mm-hmm. freaking at me whatever your bullshit myths are about soy milk that's not what the research says <laughs> um great source of protein if you're dairy free and i love muesli it's like got a lot of good whole grains in there and it's got nuts and different things that are beneficial so those mm-hmm. those would be my additions to the list yeah nice yeah magic i mean easy i feel like i always have yogurt protein different flavor proteins because i have like a chocolate one that i can have just with milk but then the vanilla one is i always have frozen fruits so like i'll always throw whatever frozen fruits i have into a vanilla protein shake so that's like different than chocolate uh but then protein bars yeah i'm always stocked up on stuff like that so and we just went to the grocery store before this in case it's like you already have protein bars and i was like yeah i know i have protein bars i can always have a little more you know uh because i sit at home so i'm like well might as well eat while i work uh yeah i just think it's like people people make things difficult like if you like it and you know you can eat it pretty consistently just have it on hand all the time and then you just nom on it when you can simple yeah nom on it when you can that's great great (laughs) advice nom on it when you can that needs to be a quote tile on instagram yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great nicole what would you say to someone who's worried and kind of in this mindset of like well i'm not going to meet my nutrition needs i'm not going to get enough variety like someone who's now stressed in this stressful time like what would be your advice to someone Yeah, it's definitely where self-compassion comes back in and being able to have that (laughs) positive self-talk. Obviously, we don't want convenience foods to be the only thing we're eating. We want to be able to prioritize fresh whole ingredients when we can. And we don't want to demonize the use of convenience foods as we've talked about um, in the past, like prioritizing our needs. I know we've used this metaphor of like glass balls versus plastic balls. And what do you need to hold in your hand at this time? That's a really important question to ask of like, what can I put down and what, what just has to stay? Um, nutrition is an incredible tool that offers a lot of support And it's often something we drop because it takes a lot of time to plan, prep, and execute. Mm -hmm. We have to lead with that self-compassion and we have to name what we need. Um, If nutrition is the tool that you really need to prioritize right now to meet your needs consistently, that may come with having to say no to other things in your life, whether that's too many social events or working long hours or not asking for help when you need it. Um, so I just like to really like self-reflect in that moment of if we're really worried about something and it's stressing us out to like think of not meeting a certain goal or whatever it is that oftentimes like we're 
looking to grasp like some sort of control in our life. And oftentimes that means we are putting too much on our plate. When we feel like super out of control, super overwhelmed, it it really means that we got to look at the list and be like, what do I need to say no to right now? And I think that's something like we don't talk about enough of we're so bad at saying no. (laughs) And we're so good at putting stuff on our plate that we don't even fucking want to do. And so (laughs) just let it go. Like let the stuff that you don't want to do go and that isn't serving you. I think like having boundaries and saying no is a health and self-care thing. And Mm -hmm. that was, that's been my hardest one to learn. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So like, I get it. I get it. Calling myself out because it's been really hard (laughs) for me, but I truly think having boundaries and saying no should be a part of your health routine and self-care. We have to. Yeah. People pleasing (laughs) is not, not a good thing. I just think of what a different world we would live in if we never created like this hustle culture or this like constantly need to be doing something culture. I just like think about how we weren't always like this. Like we literally used to live within our homes and our communities and have our gardens and farms and cows. And we traded all of that to what sit in traffic every day. It just like pisses me off, but I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to get on a tangent. Yeah, I know. Technology is pretty cool. Like, it allows me to see you guys like this, you know? Parts like, of it are. But I would love you know, to have cows. Exact... Take me back to the cows. Exactly like, I don't want to look at you guys. I want cows. I'm like, okay, well, no. you can do both right now, you know? Hence why I'm like, I, I understand. reinventing my whole life and moving to the jungle. That's fine. Yeah. Big part of it. But one of the other things I think, too, is like, in knowing how to balance this so like example it was a friday night and i think most people like to go out or like go have drinks or like do something with other people that was the only night i had to get groceries prep food and to do the things because i was going to be really busy so that's what i did i freaking hung out i baked i had a little dance party in my kitchen with my dog and it was fine and it was like a part of what i needed to do for me and my self-care and that's where i think just to really hit home Nicole's advice, like having that forethought to just like prep and just have boundaries and like say, this is going to be my me time to set myself up so that I feel really good and just make sure I've got what I need. My groceries, my convenience foods on hand or prepped or whatever is like one of the biggest things you can do. Not as fun maybe if you like to go socialize at a bar on a Friday, but it's going to just be more beneficial to help balance things out. Mm -hmm. And I think it's But I think that also comes with age, right? Like, when you're younger, you're like, oh, yeah, I got to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I got to go out. I have to work on my social hierarchy and whatever. But I don't know. I haven't enjoyed going out since I was like 23 and I'm almost 30. Like everything is just kind of like, yeah, I'll go, you know. But now I just love sitting at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm such a homebody. <laughs> yeah. And I think we just compare to of, well, this is what that person's doing. And yeah. we have to realize like our own thresholds. Of if you are navigating, like say you're navigating something like autoimmunity, maybe that's never going to go away, but like that's where you have to realize what is within your, like, what is within like your boundaries that's going to help you feel good. And it sucks to have to say no, but I think when we truly honor that saying no and we see the benefit that we feel in our own bodies um it's really cool to be like oh okay 
it's okay. Like, it's okay that I didn't get to do X, Y, or Z because I got to experience feeling so much better or energized or rested because I said no. Yeah. Like each no gets easier. You know, it's like, oh, I feel good. This is working. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. I love Love saying no, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. We, we've talked about some different strategies and things, but like, what's the why behind it still is important to prioritize nutrition during stressful times or these really busy seasons we're about to be in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, nutrition is a really incredible tool that allows us to feel our best once we identify what it is that we need and the best way to approach it. Um, prioritizing nutrition allows us to actually have the energy we need to tackle all the things on our to-do list. And it helps with things like blood sugar balance, um, which if this isn't balanced, that's adding more stress onto our body. It keeps our metabolism healthy, our hormones regulated, and our bowel movements consistent, etc. We've talked about all of this on the podcast and definitely within each of our practices, Um, we've talked about how our body, like in the past, we've talked about stress and how our body doesn't really like categorize stress. It doesn't know like, oh, this stress is exciting because I'm planning my wedding or, oh, this stress is scary because a bear is chasing you. No, it just, it just (laughs) knows stress. Like it just knows that your body, yeah, like your body (laughs) is experiencing the stress response, it doesn't matter if you're yeah. perceiving it as good or bad, your body doesn't perceive it that way. So it's important we don't add that extra stress if through like not eating enough or if we're not getting a variety of nutrients, things like that. Yeah. yeah. For me, like my personal experience, I would say this is a blessing and a curse, but as someone who struggles with autoimmunity, I don't even like have the luxury of like, oh, I'm just going to not prioritize my nutrition stuff and like, it'll be fine. I just might not feel good. Like I will get very sick if I don't put myself (laughs) first and it's, and it's awful. So it's like, you know, I, and honestly, I think that, you know, a lot of people, especially women, like a huge crazy amount of women I think it's like one in three was one of the most recent stats I read will struggle with autoimmunity and I truly think that if you don't prioritize yourself and your nutrition and your food and how you care for yourself and drawing those boundaries eventually you'll reach a point where it's like the body's had enough and it's like I will make you slow down I will make you listen to me um so I just encourage people too to like heed like Nicole's advice here um that it's just really really important to think about how our health is more than just like oh I have this like little goal of like I want to lose five pounds like that's not what we're talking about like we're talking about a much bigger context of like how do I have this amazing fulfilling energetic life for as long as I possibly can like that's what it's about Mm -hmm. for sure yeah, I love that you said the thing where your body does make you, I mean, so many times, right? Most of the times that I've gotten hurt have just been from, I'm like, yeah, my volume is the same, but like outside stressors are just like so high. And I'm looking at it like, well, I'm not lifting any more or less than I normally do. So it should be fine. I can still keep putting, you know, the pedal to the metal and then my back gets thrown out for two weeks or something. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, I was sitting for 12 hours a day for six weeks. Of course, I shouldn't have like done stuff, you know, uh, and going back to, to what you said about how like the, our body doesn't recognize stress as different things, right? Like that's why 
when you look in, this happens to runners all the time. Uh, when people run, like it is very metabolic, right? You are using up a lot of energy. It's going for long stretches of time, especially if you're doing like hour long, two hour, three hour long runs. And your chances of getting sick increase a lot. And that's because when you exercise, you have this inflammatory response. And so it's almost like, and I, I say this lightly because, you know, I'm not saying don't run or anything, but it's almost like you're constantly sick because you're just running and running and running and not resting and not eating. And so your body is like, oh, I'm just like, I'm just pumping out white blood cells, lymphocytes, like all these things that are going to increase my inflammation because I need to heal so much. And then someone coughs on your face and you're like, oh, whatever, it's just a cough. And you get sick pretty quickly. And it's like, why? Oh, because I'm already in super overdrive mode because I'm pushing my body. And now I'm forced to rest because now I can't run. I'm even sicker than I normally am. And then what? Three weeks go by and then you're like, okay, now I can finally run again. And you have to kind of take four steps back. Whereas if you're just like, oh, I'll take this rest day or I'll da-da-da, then it's just more consistent. I'm not saying it doesn't happen to lifters. It happens to lifters a lot, especially because of the innate muscle damage you do to yourself. But I just see it so much more in the running clients that I've had and that I have. So it's crazy. Yeah, something with like the, just keeping up with the energy availability demands. And then you see mm-hmm. a lot of micronutrient deficiencies, especially with For like sure. endurance sports. That's a really good point. Like it, just eat, there can be too much of a good thing. Like even the For exercise sure. and the movement. Yeah. It's wild. Nice. So Nicole, like what would be those categories of nourishment or like what someone should be aiming for if they have the bandwidth during these times to incorporate into meals and snacks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're always going to start with the macros, right? <laughs> One, we want to make sure we're eating enough calories every single day, just based on whatever your activity is, what your day-to-day life is. And that's definitely something that a dietitian would help you find that, that sweet spot. And that doesn't mean calculating your calories and making you weigh everything to the gram. That's not what that means. (laughs) There's definitely like a window that we can figure it out. And there's cues that we can also look at of like, how, like, are you experiencing hunger? Um, multiple times throughout the day between meals. Maybe that means you're not eating enough at your main meals or we need to incorporate some snacks. So starting with that macro approach of eating enough calories, making sure we're getting that balance of carbs, protein, and healthy fats. And then we want to look at things like adding in that fiber. So um, that's going to help with like the blood sugar balance and also staying fuller for longer. And then getting in variety of fruits and vegetables. I would say those are like the three macro places like I would look at first and then of course as we've talked about so many different times like micronutrients vitamins and minerals are also really important um Mm -hmm. and so supporting thing or especially a time of stress with things like potassium um magnesium things like that of that's maybe where you would see like these mocktails or like these adrenal cocktails come into play because it's a really easy way to get in a good um, amount of those vitamins and minerals that are really, really supportive during times of stress. Um, So that's where I would definitely start. Like I said, we don't want to like 
overwhelm and try to look at too many things at once. We really want to focus on those basics and make sure we're hitting those before we look at taking deeper dives in other areas. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of adding in electrolyte support. You know, I know Ro likes to make fun of all our little mineral mocktails, but, you know, it could be something super simple. They look good. Like they, they do look they're good. delicious, and they're, they are really supportive because, like, your adrenal glands are just, like, burning through a lot of these nutrients, and the whole system is, especially when you're under a lot of stress. So mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of, like, adding in electrolytes. So maybe it's not a fancy mineral mocktail in a wine glass like we like to do, but even just, like, simple, like, electrolyte packets they you know they have all kinds of brands um i can't why why i can't think of one off the top of my head now like noon (laughs) lmnt like you know all those different kinds of ones so just even adding something like that could be beneficial Mm -hmm. so i i have a question um so i uh you know have have more time so i've i've been adding in more like volume into my workouts i've been running not running i've been on the bike i've been sprinting like i've just been doing more right one because i have more time and two it's stuff that i've always wanted to work on so now i have the time so i want to do it zooming out right because i know i'm gonna feed myself in order to do these things like because in my mind i'm not like trying to lose weight or gain weight i just want to actually i'm trying to gain weight even more uh gain weight to perform more right when we look at like stressful and busy seasons i know that like we're already like trying to focus on just eating like a normal healthy amount but what are your thoughts on when this is a stressful season and you are moving around more and you do have higher stress like are what's the fine balance between you probably need to fuel yourself more because you are much more active and you're under more stress and I know you are doing less of it because you are busy. Like, how do you how do you balance those two things? Because from a performance standpoint, like, I know it's going to go down, so I just need to feed myself. But, like, I mean, how many times have we been working on something that's been like, oh, man, it's been eight hours and I just didn't eat. But you work for eight more hours than you normally would have. So, it's like, what's can you talk about how you do that? Kind of the thought process behind that? I have two different thoughts. So... Honestly, I let my hunger cues guide the way, but I can do that and I can trust those hunger cues and they're there because I've done the foundational work because I've worked to build up consistent and like have that nutrition baseline there. Yeah. If you don't have them, sometimes people when they're stressed, that changes and it even impacts them or like you just don't, you don't have that and hopefully you're going to be inspired to then go do like that the, really build those foundational habits so you can trust those then what I would do is I would use blocking off your calendar and like scheduling time you know like I'm an online entrepreneur anyone can book not anyone but you can book time on my calendar I block off like this is my lunch this is my snack this is when I need to go take a break and get off the computer or a lot of clients will set timers on their phone that consistent intake is going to be really important I wouldn't say I would like I'm naturally adjusting like, well, I need 200 more calories today. I'm really just kind of like letting my hunger cues be like, I'm satisfied. I'm not satisfied. And that's why building that relationship with your body is so freaking important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Love that. Hmm. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything to add Coco or how are you guys feeling? No, I mean, 
I think it's like, I don't know, every time I get to this season, it's just like from September all the way into the new year. I'm like, how did that happen so fast? And <laughs> that's why I always loved like the last couple weeks of the year, because I feel like that's like the one time we as a collective just stop doing all the things because we're just like off of work and we're enjoying the holiday, whatever it is. But I think it's just super important to really ask yourself, like, what do I need going into this season? And like, continue to ask yourself that um, if things are still shifting, even like each month, if they feel like things are changing and shifting, just come back to like what it is that you need and mm-hmm. the support that you need to add or where you need to ask for help. It's super important. And when to say no. But. Yes, please. Please say no more. <laughs> say say no to family parties. Say no to work <laughs> parties. Work parties no for sure. No Unless to. they are like giving you an awesome gift there. or like mm. feeding you well. Like do not go to that. You're already there enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fair. It's amazing. Yeah. Sad times when you're the boss. I need to throw myself a party. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you're like, you did so. Who's our employee of the month? Wow, it's Brooke. It's crazy. me. <laughs> Here's a gift. Also, you did so well. <laughs> yeah, who needs to improve the most? Also you, Brooke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for guiding us through this conversation, Nicole. I definitely yes. love to always hear your knowledge. I feel like you're such a voice of reason in this like world of chaotic health and nutrition advice. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, that is very nice to hear. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ro, like, well, I stand you, Ro. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Ro, like literally oh, every time God. I'm just like, thank you or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. He just like starts laughing. Every time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's great. I think it's great that you say thank you, you know, and like, I don't know. I, just, I love it. <laughs> oh I love you guys. <laughs> Ro usually has to follow up with like some self-deprecating humorous yeah, comment like, like, if someone compliments yeah. him. He's like, what is Nicole just doing saying thank you and accepting yeah, and receiving yeah, yeah. this with that, grace? That's really what it is. I'm like, okay, where's where's the follow-up here? I just laugh because I'm waiting for the joke, but I guess there is I no read in a book, so. especially with women, we tend to not accept compliments. And so I read in a book once that if you get a compliment, say thank you. Like, that's it. Just say thank you. You don't have to like bask in it, <laughs> but yeah. But you go home and bask in it. You're like, yeah, yeah I, I am awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Well, I will take us out on that note. We are currently accepting clients. I know there's a lot of fun things actually happening in all three of our worlds. Um, definitely follow us on Instagram at Health Unfiltered Pod, but. It also is linked to our individual profiles, so you can go see what we're all doing. We have a lot of things coming up this fall and bringing us into the holidays and before you know it, the new year, okay? So think ahead. Follow us all. We we share a lot of good information that could be insightful. Ro is the master of all things exercise 
and performance. He has been stepping up his content game. Okay. So I'm definitely so <laughs> go see what he's been doing. It's it's great. I love it so much. Nicole is our non-diet dietitian, and she's helping you know your body better so you can feel better through nutrition and lifestyle support. I know that she's got amazing things happening. She's got one-on-one coaching, masterclasses, and a lot of exciting stuff. I am Brooke. That is me. I have an amazing team now, and we specialize in supporting active bodies and solving digestive and hormonal symptoms. I also have some group programs specifically for women coming up, so definitely check out Instagram where we keep all of those announcements flowing. On that note, Ro, will you do us the honors? (laughs) I will. I saw you trying to think. You're like, who is it going to be? It's going to be me, baby. Let's play that music. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye, everyone. Peace out, everyone. (laughs) 